Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, the big, crazy, mad frog times continue to flow through. It seems that there's another acquisition in the works, even though when you actually drill down to the reality of what's being said, it's airy-fairy all over the place. So it's, it's you take this whole thing with a pinch of bucket, a, a, a large helping of salt, <laughs> um, because as much as it makes sense, and we'll get into why it makes sense, um, it's not fully confirmed yet. So the idea, the crux of this thing, is the idea of Sony buying Capcom as a follow-up to Sony buying Bungie, which is something that only broke last night uh, over in UK time. Um, but the Capcom thing comes from Jeff Grubb, the man himself, the dude from uh, VentureBeat, the guy that's constantly leaking all sorts of different things, where over on his uh, Jeff Grubb's Game Mess podcast, he was discussing this stuff and talking about the fact that the, him and Mike Mignotti had heard that there were other acquisitions in the works. Something big uh, is what was coming, but they said they obviously couldn't talk about it, they couldn't detail it. And then he said, well, it takes two to tango. And the thing was, that seemed to be a reference to the overall acquisition or the general conversation between Bungie and Sony. However, a lot of people have taken that quote and realize that it is an, <laughs> the name of an achievement in Resident <laughs> Evil 5, therefore pointing to the idea that Sony are actually acquiring Capcom, that they are the big deal, they're the big acquisition that's yet to come. Um, and, you know, like I said at the beginning, it would make a lot of sense. Um, he did clarify that this wasn't in regards to Hayes, like the makers of It Takes Two. He also clarified that it's not in regards to Take Two, the parent company of Rockstar, and that it is just, he wouldn't clarify it any more than just saying that statement and then saying yeah. what it was not. So it's, it's kind of just up in the air. But like I said, it is an achievement in Resident Evil 5, um, which is kind of a Jeff Grubb thing to do. If you're going to point at something in regards to an acquisition, it is a fun, leaky-style way to point at that. Um, however, before I pass it over to you, it is worth noting that Street Fighter 5 was PlayStation exclusive. Sony have a very solid relationship with Capcom, as they do with various Japanese developers. Um, Street Fighter 5, PlayStation exclusive. Monster Hunter World's beta was entirely PlayStation exclusive. Um, and there's a rumor doing the rounds that future Resident Evil games will start as uh, PlayStation exclusives as well, uh, with yeah. the Resident Evil 4 remake being one of them. But what do you make of the whole thing. Well, first off, Scott Tilford, I think I would not like to be Jeff Grubb because everything that man says is sort of scrutinized with a level of kind of obsessiveness that it just yes. kind of leads to um, wild rumors like this. And I don't necessarily think he was hinting towards that. But like you said, they were talking about an acquisition. We know that more acquisitions are coming from Sony. Jim Ryan have confirmed that. Mm -hmm. So while I don't think this was like a major hint towards that or confirms it in that way, 
I do think Capcom makes sense because of the reasons that you said there. You know, Capcom has some of the fan favorite uh, franchises like right now, and they're in a better place than they've ever been in terms of their relationship with the customer, you know, and fans. They have turned things around from the early 2010s when they were mired in all sorts of controversy for on-disc DLC, for Resident Evil 6 being a complete trash fire, for, you know, just a <laughs> bunch of dodgy, dodgy decisions business-wise and creatively. And they've turned that around. You know, they've released Resident Evil 2. They've released Devil May Cry 5. Monster Hunter is bigger than it's ever been and arguably better than it's ever been. Yes. So they're in a good position now that if Sony were to acquire them, not only would they be getting all of these franchises that they do have relationships with already, like you said, you know, Monster Hunter exclusivity. Resident Evil has a history uh, tied to PlayStation. Uh, they're also getting a company arguably in its prime, in its most lovable form yet. It's not taking on a company with a lot of baggage like uh, Microsoft did with Activision, you know, where they've got to have to work to turn that company around from being a toxic environment to being hmm. a, a, you know, a healthy environment that has a positive, you know, public face. Like Capcom is already in prime position to uh, kind of benefit Sony's image, in my opinion. And that's why yeah. I think that they would be a definitely be a target alongside a few others that I want to talk about. But yeah, for me, a Capcom thing, even though I don't necessarily think this rumor is, you know, pointing to that in a concrete way I do think it would make sense as an acquisition target yeah well that's the thing a lot of people uh, you know taking that one little quote and running with it but the one thing that he does say more concretely is that they have heard there is another acquisition coming so there's something else in the water overall and um, it's worth reminding people that the Bungie acquisition was started being talked about five to six months ago according to the various reports that are doing the rounds now it was very much not a direct response to the Activision acquisition uh, from Microsoft yeah. so it's uh, it seems like Sony have been planning something like this for I, I guess like half a year ago and this is potentially them about to spring this uh, on everybody because they did you know acquire house Mark, they have done other acquisitions recently. It seems like they are planning for the generation ahead. And you know, like we, like I've said, Capcom makes sense. Um, I wonder how much um, you know Sony potentially looked to doing this sort of Japanese alliance of video game studios because they you know, a lot of the uh, rumors that were doing the rounds was that they would acquire Square Enix. Obviously, Final Fantasy. It's the yeah. Final Fantasy 7's 25th anniversary this year. So if they did something like that, there's a lot of PR stuff they can get on board with. Um, announcing Final Fantasy 7 remake part two, keeping it PlayStation exclusive because part one still hasn't made it to, uh, made it to its end. Xbox. Um, there's stuff they can do with where um, the Square Enix, uh, Square Enix brand is at. Um, and also there's the likes of Atlas, there's Konami. Um, there was so many rumors about Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid being put together. Hideo Kojima could potentially work on them if they knitted those other uh, facets together to actually acquire Konami. There's a lot of things that um, make sense on paper. If it's all just moving yeah. chess pieces around the board and just having fun with the potential of what could be, some stuff lines up with it making more sense than others. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For me, the Square Enix one, right? Like That's Mm. the one that makes the most sense because you look at Square Enix as a company and while they have a lot of talented developers, while they have IP that still sells really well, Mm -hmm. they're like chronically disappointed with their games, especially (laughs) their Western developed games, you know? They're they're always talking about how things just didn't hit their expectations. You know, Tomb Raider didn't hit their expectations. The Avengers didn't hit their expectations. Deus Ex didn't hit their expectations. And it's like, are they looking to sell? What do they want out of the video game industry what are they trying to hit because it's clear over the past decade or so of them constantly releasing these uh, you know failed expectations that they don't really get it that they don't really know they almost killed themselves with the Avengers. There was like yeah. they they almost went completely under because the amount of money it cost them to put the Avengers together. That game bombed to such a degree that it almost killed them entirely. They were saved by the Final Fantasy VII remake and the amount of money that that made. So it's like they're playing stuff very close to the chest. It's some of the biggest yes. corporate bets that they could do uh, with some of the most boring game design that you could put out there. That you know on a corporate level you could argue like, well, of course this is going to sell. Of course this is going to work. But as a way to run a company, um, it's not very stable. And the, the, their last few years have been notably up and down um, and even like something like Dragon Quest went on very well you know going forward this Final Fantasy 16 and Forspoken that are already PlayStation exclusive um, even if they end up being timed exclusives they still have that working relationship with Sony yeah. and with the PlayStation brand so why not cash in on that if you're the corporate um, side of it if you're the shareholders whatever then it potentially makes sense for them to shack up with Sony I know that that's not what's directly well it's potentially what's being talked about because they would be a big deal it would make waves if yeah. Sony acquired um, Square Enix considering how much of a relationship they had in the 90s as well that's it. I mean, we can say we could talk about them potentially buying EA, potentially mm. buying Ubisoft, but I f- feel like Square Enix, Capcom, Konami are just more in the realm of realism because of the things you've just said there and the fact that Square Enix in particular, like they've relied on exclusivity and people like Microsoft and Sony to pay the bills before. You know, mm. Rise of the Tomb Raider, famously a Xbox One exclusive, like you said there, Final Fantasy 16, for, uh, Forspoken, you know, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, like there's relationships there already. They're already definitely 
eager to, you know, allow these game console uh, makers to come in and give them some resources, give them some money to help make these games mm -hmm. uh, because they don't want to risk the financials of having another thing come in and be disappointing, be underwhelming, not hit their sales targets. So it's like, if you're already in that zone, if you're already making so many of these uh, deals, these third-party deals, like, to me, that's, that's, that's them kind of almost wanting to get out the game anyway. If they've already got a foot out the door, I feel like they would be a target that's like more willing to sell than maybe a Capcom who might be more confident in what they have. That, well, that's the thing. I mean, I saw, again, it was Jeff Grove tweeting about what happened in the early 2010s, why Konami became so left field. Um, and that was, there's a whole conversation around that ha was happening in the early 2010s about the idea that consoles were done, PCs were about to take off, mobile gaming, mobile gaming was about to become the next big thing. And a lot of companies thought that. That's why we had such a delay to getting big games because it took so long to, to fire up the ovens again, let's say, um, whilst they realized that people did care about consoles. And all of a sudden the yeah. PS4 was selling insane numbers again. So it becomes this whole thing where, you know, we've seen what it looks like when everybody goes third party when they try and experiment with the changing terrain of the way that the 2010s played out and you know like I just said they bet the entire house on the Avengers they've tried all these different yeah. projects they're disappointed like you said in so many IP they even let IO Interactive leave with the Hitman IP because they didn't think it had any worth to it so they were yes. happy for them to leave when they got when they left the company and obviously just look what Hitman's been able to do now so they've made a lot of wrong decisions I would say it's on the the company level the corporate level the financial level um, and there they are those are reasons why um, Square Enix would make sense under the Sony umbrella. There's obviously the whole wider conversation to be had about whether or not um, acquisition of studios overall is a good thing. But I can't yeah. largely fundamentally say that a, a solo operating Square Enix has not been as good as when they were more closely tied to a console um, yeah. manufacturer as they were in the 90s. So maybe the last 20 years has been this insane experiment. And it's not that we haven't had anything good come from it. But um, like you said, they keep falling back on the fact that they aren't personally satisfied, which is also the word from internally as well. So yeah, they make just as much sense as a Capcom to me. Totally. I mean, you have like these great uh, franchises that they just let die. Like you said, you know, like, they let <laughs> Hitman go. Yeah. Deus Ex wasn't interesting at them all. So we got the last Deus Ex game, which was literally, uh, allegedly, if you read the reports, uh, a big game that was split in two because they wanted something qu quicker. You know, we've got Tomb Raider. Those that's just kind of... the third one as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've taken them off. Now they're working on Marvel stuff. You know, we have Tomb Raider, one of the biggest gaming franchises of all time that was just allowed to like just die a death over the last generation where the games themselves were all right, but there was no real fanfare around them. No, They didn't really hit the cultural vein in the same way that Tomb Raider mm. should, you know what I mean? So you've got all of these franchises, quite similarly to Konami, that are just there, ready to be plucked, ready to be transformed, ready to be reinvigorated. And Square Enix, for me, over the past decade, over the past two decades, have shown they're not really uh, the people to do those specific franchises justice. Like you said, no. there's still good games that have come out of Square Enix, I'm not saying that, but they've made more mistakes than they've had successes well, in my opinion. Four words, Final Fantasy Battle Royale. That's one of the things <laughs> that they're trying to hook everything back onto. So yeah, it's uh, we started the video talking about Capcom. Obviously, I think that like both Capcom and Square Enix make just as much sense of each other. I would yeah. also look at Konami um, because there's the potential of those rumors. There's the idea that they could, or they are in need of saving overall as a, as a company. It, you know, something like a PlayStation-backed Castlevania uh, with the amount of budget that uh, Sony could put behind it would be incredible. So there are viable things that could be this big acquisition that Grub and Mignotti talking about um, but let us know what you think down in the comments below what do you think of this weird era of acquisitions that we're in and is that who you want sony to shack up with next for now i've been scott from whatculture.com i've been josh from whatculture.com and we'll catch you next time bye don't bye. play Killzone. hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.